Thank you very much. Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nichananda are incarnations of Krishna and Balram. Krishna is the original Supreme Lord. The, the Krishna is the original form of the Supreme Lord. And uh, his immediate expansion is Lord Balram, who is not different than Krishna. Krishna and Lord Balram are one and the same, yet uh, expanded into two. This is a little bit difficult for the material mind to understand because how could one person be two people? <laughs> but this is, uh, this is actually the, uh, see, everything, there's nothing that's impossible for God. God is unlimited. Actually, my name Anantadas means, Ananta means, uh, without limit, and das means a servant. So I'm the servant of the unlimited Supreme Lord who has no limits, so anything is possible. So if he desires to expand himself into two or three or millions of forms, it's completely possible for him to do so. So Balaram is one of his expansions, which is not different from himself, and Nichananda is the uh, incarnation of Lord Balaram. So um, the purpose of the incarnation of Lord Nichananda and Goranga uh, is to display the spiritual world, to display the spiritual world so we can get access to it, so we can experience the spiritual world and we can enter into the spiritual world. So, um, this, when people think of a, the spiritual world, they generally think of a geographical location which, of course, there is a spiritual world which is beyond the material world and there's a location in the spiritual world. But the essence of the spiritual world, the happiness of the spiritual world, is uh, the consciousness of the residents of that spiritual world. So it's not necessary to be in that spiritual world to taste the happiness of that world. You can experience that happiness here. You don't have to go to another location to experience it. Oftentimes, uh, those that don't understand the spiritual world, they try to, uh, they imagine the spiritual world to be something like uh, what we have here, um, but without the suffering. You know, you have like, uh, for example, you have some people that imagine the spiritual world to be like a really cloudy place, I think, you know. People think that to achieve liberation, to, to achieve the spiritual world, is basically to achieve a cloudy place. And in that cloudy place, it's very comfortable, and there's no suffering in that, in that, in that place. So they imagine that if I die, I mean, when I die, then hopefully I'll go to this nice, comfortable, cloudy place. And the, the, what, they're, you know, what they're imagining, basically, is uh, material enjoyment, but in a very nice place. 
So they're thinking like, uh, you know, it'll be like this world. I'll get to drink my iced tea and, and I get to be with my family members. But there isn't all the suffering that's in this world, right? Or you have some people that think like this, but in a slightly different way. They think that I, if, I, if I, I, can join, I can enjoy in this cloudy place with um, a whole lot of virgins. So if I, if I commit this act of terrorism, then I get to go to this place and uh, I get to enjoy uh, being with you know, 72 or whatever virgins it is. So, and then, you know, some other people imagine in the same way that, uh, in a, a very similar consciousness, that they'll be, uh, they'll have this earth, this earth planet, without the suffering, you know? So, like, uh, they'll have, um, you know, it'll be much like this world, but you know, when the judgment day comes and the believers get to survive, they'll get to live in a place that's uh, uh, very, you know, it's, it's like this world, but it doesn't have the, 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 the quarrels because I guess everybody who is, you know, who believed in a certain way, they get to, they're going to be able to uh, enjoy all together. So they'll be drinking their iced teas and, and uh, on their nice lawns and, and uh, this is what they imagine the perfect state to be, like the perfect happiness to be. Uh, like this one guy uh, in Byron Bay, um, this sur famous surfer, uh, McTavish something, something McTavish, I forgot his first name, but he, he's, uh, you know, he adheres to this uh, philosophy and what he did was uh, he buried a whole bunch of surfboards in Byron, so that when that day came, uh, he would have the waves, you know, he would have surfboards to, to surf with, because, you know, why be in Byron Bay with the waves all to yourself if you don't have a board, right? So he, he, he actually stashed his boards, you know, stashed a bunch of boards so he could dig them up, you know, when, the, when that day came. And so he was thinking that, oh, this is what he's thinking, this is what his enjoyment is, that I'm going to, uh, enjoy the same, the same things that I enjoy now, but in a better state, right? In a better condition, without the suffering. Do you understand what I'm saying? This, this is the, this is the uh, common idea of what perfection is, what the spiritual world is like. So, um, this is basically, this, what this is, is uh, materialist, material consciousness, where I am the center of enjoyment and everything around me is um, base, is there for me to enjoy. This is, our, this is basically the consciousness of everybody in this world. This is why we're here, because we have this consciousness. This world is like a, actually like a reform school to get us out of this consciousness where I am the center, uh, the central enjoying agent, and I see everyone and everything, even my own body, as something to exploit. You know, you know exploit? It doesn't necessarily mean in a, in a very negative connotation where the person is that I'm exploiting or the thing that I'm exploiting is suffering. It just means I'm trying to get enjoyment out of something 
right? Even sometimes it's a, it's a deal, like, you know, I, I'll give you a certain amount of enjoyment and you give me a certain amount of enjoyment and this is called a business deal, right? And so this is, uh, this is the, um, it's because, you know, uh, sometimes we have to make deals in order to get the enjoyment we want, right? <laughs> That's kind of how the, the world works. So um, they, they think that, so basically they're trying, what they're, the, the um, you know, these certain people who propagate these, this idea of the spiritual world, they use this, you can enjoy like this with these virgins, or you can enjoy in this cloudy place, or you can enjoy on earth, uh, you know, without all the suffering. They cater, or they, um, yeah, they cater to uh, this consciousness of what, hap what enjoyment am I going to get out of it? Is that understandable? So, um, but actually, in the spiritual world, Lord Chaitanya and Lord Nityananda, they, when they came, they uh, displayed the spiritual world. What is that? It's the world that is the opposite consciousness of that consciousness. The consciousness of the resonance of the spiritual world is a consciousness of love. The consciousness of uh, not seeing others for my enjoyment, not seeing anything, the world, my body, others, as uh, something for me to enjoy. But the whole, the whole spiritual world, their, their consciousness is how can I be of service to God? This is the spiritual world. Their whole life is serving God. It sounds maybe not so enticing, does it? It's kind of like, to most people, it's kind of like a, maybe a, you know, letdown, maybe you think? It's a letdown that that's all you can attain is get to serve God. But what you don't understand if you're thinking like this is that is the happiness that comes with that um, being linked up with God, being united with God in loving service. It lights up the heart with happiness that is undescribable and unimaginable. You cannot, I cannot describe to you how, how it, the experience of the bhakta the bhakti yogi experiencing this connection with God, it's so great and it's so wonderful. Um, and it leaves the materialist whose consciousness is, what can I get out of it, uh, very perplexed. They don't understand it. It's, so, it's, so, it's, like a, it's almost like a, it's a very confidential secret world. Uh, to, to us. We're, we're, we're very kind of away from that world. Um, but uh, once you get a glimpse of it and a taste of it, uh, you can understand. This will make sense to you. It'll understand. And this idea of uh, serving God with my whole life, all the time, it becomes, to, it becomes more and more attractive. The yogi experiences it once, gets a little taste of it, a little glimpse of it, and they 
they know at that point that there's nothing else that can compare to that. And then you can understand. So it's really, um, it's really a question of actually coming to taste that. So let me read you a little bit from this uh, work called the Chaitanya Bhagavat. <clears throat> Speaking about Nichananda. Nichananda's natural propensity is to serve Gorachandra, Lord Goranga. Gorachandra is another word for Goranga. He is never distracted from this service even for a moment. Just as Lakshmana served Ramachandra constantly with his mind, body, and heart, similarly, Nichananda Prabhu constantly engages in Gorachandra's loving service. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the Lord of every living entity. He is unlimited and the source of everything. Yet, he enters the material realm and causes the creation, maintenance, and annihilation of the material world. According to the verdict of the Vedas, he is the absolute truth and the supreme controller, yet he remains unaffected by the phenomena of material nature. In spite of his supreme lordship over everything, Ananta Deva, Sri Nichananda Prabhu, is eternally engaged in rendering loving devotional service to Sri Gorachandra. In every yuga, in every incarnation, his natural mood is to serve the Supreme Lord, Sri Krishna. As Lakshmana, he became the younger brother of Lord Ramachandra and served him constantly. He neglected eating, drinking, sleeping, and other such activities to constantly serve the lotus feet of Sri Ramachandra. Yet he still felt unable to satisfy his intense desire to serve. As Sri Balaram, he was the elder brother of Sri Krishna, yet he could not forsake his attitude of service to the Lord, which springs from the deepest core of his very self. He always referred to Krishna as his master, and he, always, and he was always in the mood of rendering loving devotional service to Krishna. Such is the wonderful nature of Sri Nichananda and Nantasesha. Sri Lakshmi Devi, the goddess of fortune, is so elevated that Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva offer praise and worship to her. Yet she is naturally inclined to serve the lotus feet of Sri Vishnu, Krishna. Lord Balaram, Anantasesha, is the omnipotent Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet his natural inclination to serve the Supreme Yet his natural inclination to serve the Supreme Lord. I must have read that wrong. I'm going to try to read that again. Lord Balaram, Anantasesha, is the omnipotent Supreme Personality of Godhead. Yet his natural inclination is to serve the Supreme Lord. Therefore, Sri Gaurachandra feels most satisfied when he can describe the glories and the devotional attitude of Sri Nichananda Prabhu. So, Lord, this taste of loving devotional service to God is so wonderful, it's so pleasing, it's so amazing that even God Himself is doing that constantly. God is, expands himself to serve himself. This is how much, how pleasurable it is. Actually, we're all pretend gods. You know, we, we try to, we tr actually God owns everything. God is the, is the owner. There's nothing that we own. God is the owner. 
but we think we own, this is my house, this is my car, this is my body, and so on. And, uh, but we're not actually the rightful owners. But God is the rightful owner. That's his, he owns everything. Yet, he's not interested in enjoying, enjoying it. You see? So, that, that makes us quite rascalish, doesn't it? We, our natural function, our natural eternal function is to serve God. This is our, our business. Yet we're trying to, we're getting, we're away from that consciousness, trying to, we're making ourselves the center of everything. But actually, um, the, the consciousness of a real yogi is that God is everything, and I am just His servant. I'm His menial servant. And when a person tastes that, when he experiences that, when he's fixed in that realization, and, uh, and, and he's fixed in that identity, uh, then um, he knows where real happiness, real pleasure is. This is why people are so empty in this world, is because their consciousness is, how can I be happy? As soon as a person thinks, how can I use my life to please God, then automatically the person becomes happy. You know, this was like when I first read the Bhagavad Gita. That was really the only thing that stood out to me. And at that time, it was a really interesting concept. That, because I read it, actually it was in one of the purports, that um, the example was given that if the leaf takes the rainwater for itself and doesn't give it to the root, the leaf dries up and doesn't experience nourishment. But if the leaf takes that water and gives it to the root, then automatically the leaf flourishes. Right? So in the same way, the living being, us, we, uh, we use material nature, we use everything around us, everything we see, our bodies, uh, we use it for our own enjoyment. This is our disease consciousness. But if we take that same stuff that we're using for our own enjoyment, and we use it for the enjoyment of the Supreme Lord, then we flourish. Our hearts taste happiness that has, you, you've never experienced before in this world. So this is, the, uh, this is the gift of Lord Nityananda. This is what he came to give us is this, um, this taste of the spiritual world. This is the essence of the spiritual world, is this loving devotional attitude to the Supreme Lord. Um, and this, this is what separates the spiritual world from the, world from the material world. It doesn't matter how nice a wave you surf, you're still going to be empty if you're just doing it for yourself. So, uh, I think Gayatri's must kick me off here. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I hope that was understandable. Um, thank you very much, and we'll just maybe chant for five minutes if I'm allowed, or am I not allowed? No, it's all right. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you very much.
Thank you.